Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, this is the In-Wheel Time Car Show. <laughs> Your weekly go-to all-things automotive place. Howdy along with Mike out of this world, Mars, King Conrad DeLong, and Jeff Zekin. Don Armstrong here with you. So glad that you could join us today. And we've got a guest coming in on Zoom right now, and his name is Jim Owens. He's the Shelby marketing man and ambassador of Goodwill. Jim, thanks so much for joining us on a Saturday. We're so glad to be here. You know, a week before National Mustang Day, what better time to uh, then reach out and talk to our friends in Houston? Well, you're not uh, you're not busy or anything, are you, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> We're getting ready. Um, we're going to actually be down in the great state of Texas uh, this coming week. Um, we're doing the Shelby GT500 track tour um, at Texas Motor Speedway at Bruton's Place. And we've invited about 400 people to come in and drive the Shelby GT500s with the Ford Performance Racing School. I know that I know that we all got our invitations and 404. uh, Yeah, yeah, we all got our invitations, and uh, uh, unfortunately, we're just going to have to decline because we're all so darn busy down here. (laughs) Not (laughs) well. I mean, honestly, I I thought we reached out to most of the the Tawa people. I can ask my communications team. No, no, Jim, I'm just jacking with you. My friend, and no, not to worry. It's all good. I was going to say, they're, you know, doing 160 on the Roval, uh, Texas Motor Speedway is actually knocking a hole in the wall so we can use the inside road course and the Roval, the outside oval. Um, so in the hot laps, people are going to be probably getting up to about a buck sixty coming in before the paperclip. Nah. I want to. Dri- I want I'm not worthy of driving something like that, but I sure am worthy of sitting in that front passenger seat. Yeah, I'll do that any day. Well, the cool thing about it is, yeah. So you know what we do, right? Is we let them drive first with the instructors in their headset, and then we give the hot lap. Right? We don't yeah. give the hot lap first. Yeah, show show them what it can do and you've got a pro there so what kind of what kind of prep do these cars go through to do this yeah so um we did it uh, back in 2015 2016 with the gt350 yeah and we tried to go to every track that carol scored points in the 60s that was still running uh, we missed one of the washington tracks and then we missed watkins Glen because they were repaving um, and now we're doing it on the gt500 as well um, but what we do is our proving grounds have a certification assessment. So when the engineers go and drive the vehicles to do the testing, there's a certification process. And each of those vehicles, before they get on the reliable carrier, go straight through the same engineering test assessment that the, that the test vehicles do. So we want to make sure not only our customers, you know, safe on a track, but also, you know, safe from COVID. So Jim, you don't um, do any, so you don't do any special prep for these cars that uh, are on this no. tour with you? No. So these are the, these are, we, we have both the carbon fiber handling package cars, the carbon fiber track package cars, and just the handling package cars. So, you know, those come with camber plates, adjustable camber plates. So we do set the setting to, you know, what's in the owner's manual for track use. Other than that, these are the same. They come off the dealership showroom. <laughs> these are Shelby's. These are what's expected of that, of well, that yeah. car I, and that brand. I know, exactly. but, you know. They I don't get, have to make it up to take it to the track. It's made 
to take to be to the track. on the track. Well, I understand, but you know, I, I hear of you know factory race cars, and and the factory does make you know an R or whatever designation they've got. And if you really want it to go extra fast, well, okay, you can do that. That's when you go get the the fact, you know, the Hertz car. On this car, we want it to be the actual car that you can take off the dealer lot. So, for example, when we did um, we did it in Las Vegas before COVID. And we ran the drag strip and the road course. And literally, people were running mid 10 8s stock. Wow. Stock. <laughs> stock. Stock. Yeah. Bone stock. Yeah. So, uh, so we want customers to enjoy, enjoy the car. And I mean, if you think about it, and you guys have ch- chatted with me before, you know, we offer the Ford Performance Racing School for everybody who purchases a GT350, a Mach 1, a GT500, a Raptor, you know, the old Focus RS, um, even going back to Boss 302. Those are the same cars <laughs> that, are, that are doing, you know, last year we put almost 6,000 people through those classes. Um, wow. And those are the exact same vehicles that you get at the dealership. Jim, what, what does a Mustang go through when it comes to Shelby? So for Shelby American, you know, Gary Patterson, who's the president and, and CEO, um, and Vince Laviolette, who's their, you know, chief R&D and test driver, um, they take a lot of the things that we would have wanted to do, like our engineers, but because, you know, we're set up for, you know, driving full out on the streets, meeting the corporate guidelines. You know, there's some things that individuals might want to do to their car that don't fit into, you know, uh, the, what we can do from a corporate basis. Yeah, the corporate world. Right. But I mean, and fit- then Gary and Vince then, you know, make it a wide body convertible um, with wider tires and 850 horsepower. <laughs> right. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, do you, don't you do some sort of uh, body strengthening, some sort of uh, suspension work, uh, and, and obviously engine work? Yeah. Yeah, there's two. So if you think about it, the, the Shelby that comes out of the flat rock assembly plant um, is akin to a Mustang in the platform, you know, basically the foundation and the platform. Then all of the suspension, cooling, brakes, tires, calibration, engine, you know, supercharging, uh, exhaust, all of those things get changed from the base Mustang at the plant. Then once you buy it from your dealer, you can take it even the next step and go to Shelby American and Gary out in, out in Vegas and have it updated even further. And, yeah, they do torsional rigidity stuff. Um, you know, their wide body kit is amazing. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, putting that tire, that horsepower down, you need a wide tire, and their wide body kit literally accommodates that wider tire that allows you to get that. Are traction. they steel bodied uh, uh, fenders? They're aluminum. Um, aluminum. They're, they're aluminum and steel. Um, the the stuff that Shelby American does afterwards is is fabricated steel. It's not the fiberglass. Yeah, I think to quote your founder, there's never too much horsepower. It's just <laughs> a lack of traction. Yeah, Carol always loved I mean, you know, it, working for him was so much fun. I mean, he, yeah, and a lot of people saw the movie and all that stuff, but it, it, he wanted to challenge everybody to make it more. And, you know, I remember him walking in with Derek Kuzak, who used to be the chief engineer for the company. And he'd walk in and he'd be like, you know, 
Derek, I need more horsepower. And that's, you know, back when we had 500 and then we went to 540 on the KR and then 662 and now 760. I know someplace he's looking down and smiling oh, and absolutely. asking still for more horsepower. Yeah. So, um, so you're, where are you currently physically located? I'm in Dearborn, so I went and worked for, you know, I worked for Ford for 22 years, left and went to work for Carroll for four. When Carroll started getting sick again and, you know, thought it was closer to the end, he wanted somebody back on the Ford side who was Shelby, so I went back to work for Ford. Um, So I worked in Dearborn, mostly out of my house now, given COVID. Um, But we still are doing our events this year, which is nice. Um, You know, the outdoor events, we're doing them safely, obviously, both from a track and a, a COVID standpoint. Um, but yeah, so I came back in 2012, so launched the Boss 302, the 2015, the Gen 6, uh, the GT350, then went over to the Ford Performance team and launched the Ford GT, uh, working for Henry Ford, uh, Henry Ford III. Um, then when the 2020 Shelby GT500 was going to launch again, I had to come back over and do that. Do you, of course you did. Do, 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 Jim, <laughs> Jim, do you ever get into the uh, the stable of Mustangs there and then take uh, take one that's uh, dropped the top and take it down Heinz Drive? <laughs> um, yeah, it's kind of interesting. My girlfriend's son has an 06 that has – he's updated it to include the Ford Racing cams, the air intake. Um, he stole my KR exhaust. It sits at about 106 decibels at idle. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> that one out occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> just to have some fun with the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Heinz yeah, Drive was a was had, a big meetup place back in my day. Yeah, Heinz Drive and Woodward still you know still is the place. Like he he went out with his buddies last night, went and saw a movie, and then they went to Hunter House and Dairy Deluxe and cruised Woodward in the Mustang. It's what um, you're supposed so it still to do. Happens even today. That's what you're supposed to do. Jim is uh, Shelby making a pickup truck. Yeah, and it's it's it, and they've done such a great job. There is um, a pre-title version in partnership with Tuscany, which is out of Indiana, um, where they make the F one hundred and fifty and the F two hundred and fifty, which is you know bigger horsepower, much larger you know raising kits, um, you know big tires, different exhaust, um, you know not unlike the automobile industry, you know trucks are doing more than cars. Oh, gosh. You know, yeah. I mean, obviously, the SUVs, at, you know, from Ford's standpoint, you know, I have the Mustang and the Fusion left from the car side. Um, and, and Gary and even, like, the people at Roush, they're doing more trucks right now than they are doing Mustangs from a modification standpoint. Well, the beautiful thing is Shelby is active in the enthusiast community. You guys are out there coming to meets, going to meets, asking to join the you know the Mustang clubs events and stuff so that you you become the face uh, of Shelby that they have easy access to. So yeah, they they have their cars, but a lot of times people may have those cars but they never get to see the people who build them and and with as much time as you spend and others uh, others within the organization spend at all of these meets, you you offer that over and above what most all of the other modifiers are out there doing. Yeah. I mean, we work closely with Shelby American, you know, from the Ford side, like, honestly, we go to all those events. I mean, you guys have seen the stuff that we do. Shelby joins us. Uh, Roush joins us quite a bit. 
Um, you know, so there are even like uh, classic design um, and gateway classic Mustang, you know, those groups, like I've traveled with them for 20 years, like, and they're part of the enthusiast fabric, right? Because it is more than just a car, right? It's, it's a lifestyle and it's something, you know, you engage with, you know, like for national Mustang day um, on Saturday, we're going to be starting at the Detroit train station. Uh, the building that Ford bought and is refurbishing. We're going to head out to Haggerty's car collection in um, Ann Arbor. Then we're going to come back to Dearborn and Ford's garage. And I'll bet you we have 300 Mustangs, including Mach-E's, the Mustang Mach-E's, and the Shelby's, and the Roush's, you know, all joining us together. Um, because it is a group and it's a family. And, you know, Roush has specific product attributes they put in. Jack and his team, you know, really have specific attributes. Carol and his merry band of hot rodders have the same thing, uh-huh. different attributes. So you can like Shelby without not liking Roush, right? So it's not right. a competition. It's a, it's a family. Right. And is there a is – you, you mentioned it, so I'm going to ask. Is there a plan within Shelby American to play around with the Maki? Um, you know, again, I can't speak for Gary and the team. You know, I used to be able to. Now I'm, you know, a forum played, but – You know, Gary and Vince and the entire team out there are always looking at the next available Mustang, SUV, or truck to modify. So it wouldn't be surprising to me in the least bit, Um, you know, because that's instant torque. You know, Carol Carol tested a natural gas and electric Cobra back in the day in the parking lot at Gardena and doing, like, huge burnouts and smile (laughs) on his face. When he came out of it, was you know unbelievable, and the the torque is instantaneous. Right, 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 right. And there's a lot of things you can do to have fun with those. And you know the Ford team and the Mustang Mach E GT and the GT Performance Package. You know the the suspension and handling on the Mach E GT was done at our race center in Charlotte on our simulators there in Charlotte. Oh wow! So yeah, so the Mach E is a good proud member of the Mustang family, and I'm sure. People are going to tweak it now differently, obviously, right? You sure, sure. Put a supercharger or exhaust on it, right? But you know, they will be tweaking calibrations and battery packs. I'm sure to have a lot of fun. The aftermarket always does it. What are cool to see at SEMA? What are sales like now with the uh, the GT 500? I mean, is the demand uh, like you know, you can't build them fast enough? Uh, you know, six months, nine month wait, that type of thing. Yeah, so on those vehicles and, you know, historically, you know, normally I don't call out a specific number. Like uh, on Boss 302, we did. We said we're going to do 3,000 in the U.S. of the base bosses and 700 of the Laguna Secas. In GT350 in 2015, you know, which was the launch year, I said I'd do 50 of the tech, 50 of the track, and 37 of the R to match the number that Carol thought was built in originally in 2015. Other than that, um, we limit production, right? We will not fulfill demand, period. Yeah, and that's intentional. Um, so, yeah, yeah right. there is a waiting time associated with it. Um, you know, we, we will do, you know, how do we say this? A limited number that ensures that the customers who buy them maintain the value in their vehicle. Well, that's well put. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a company man if I ever heard one. I like your style. <laughs> I've been doing it for a few years. Yeah, apparently. You know, I mean, we, you know, 
that, right? You don't, you don't want to, you want it to still be special. Yes. Like, you know, the stuff that we do with Shelby's and, you know, even like the bullet and the Mach 1, that Mach 1, you guys, I cannot wait till you drive it. I know they're getting out into the press fleet soon. Um, we went up to the streets of Willow, and then I ran it at uh, Mustang Club of America 45th anniversary last weekend um, at Road Atlanta. That car on the track is so much fun and then so docile and responsive on the street. Um, and again, that's going to be another limited production. We're not going to build to full demand. Um, so there's a lot of those out there, and we're just happy that, you know, our engineering men and women have developed those product attributes that our Mustang faithful love. Well, your Mustang fanatics love because they, they are a, a fanatical group of owners, uh, proud of the ones that they own and always wanting the next one as well. So the, the new Mach 1 is going to be a huge hit. Yeah, we were at Barrett-Jackson two weeks ago. Um, and we auctioned off VIN 1 for JDRF, you know, uh, Edsel Ford and the Ford Motor Company support uh, the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. I saw that. Yeah, you, saw that. Raised, yep. you only raised $500,000 yeah. with it, right? That's a beautiful it, thing to do yeah, for. Yeah, it blew me away. I literally thought it was going to be a two hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 car. You know, I thought the Bronco would be a million, and it was. Um, but, you know, Mach 1, I just thought, okay, maybe two hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 for a good cause. It ended up being a new bidder to Ford Motor Company, whose daughter, whose granddaughter, was diagnosed recently with type 1 diabetes. Oh, wow. And he is a car collector and a Mustang fan. And he saw what Ford Motor Company had done, which includes, you know, donating more than $70 million to JDRF and raising almost $8 million, a little over $8 million now, um, in the sale of collector cars. He and his wife sat there. And told me they were willing to go up to six hundred thousand dollars because they wanted to help their daughter and they loved the car. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah, and then it was kind of cool. So they, he's you know probably in his sixties, and he is he is kind of geeky like collector like us. You know, loves the cars. Um, so then I talked to the engineering team. I'm like, hey, um, you know, can we go back and rebuild it as a handling package for him? You know, because we can't build the handling package cars in the winter in Michigan because the tires get too too hard for safety purposes. And, you know, we were building the car because we thought Barrett was going to be in January, so we couldn't put the handling package on it. So we took the car, we shipped it back. It's sitting in our engineering garages right now, and we're adding the handling package for them. Oh, how cool is that? But again, you know, that just comes down to how fanatical the, the, the buyers are for the Mustang brand. And, and I'm sure this guy, that car is going to get packed away somewhere as uh, VIN 0001 uh, of, the new, uh, of the new Mach 1. Uh, and it'll be. Yeah, it'll, we, we do hope they drive it. I mean, Carol used to force us to drive. I use that term loosely. Would make us force us to drive Cobra One before he sold it because he always wanted it driven. And I remember being out at Monterey, driving it from the Jet Center back to Laguna Seca in the dark at night. The lights go out, and I'm like, I am driving a priceless vehicle. Um, but Carol, Carol always wanted you to drive your cars and enjoy them. Wow. Nice job if you can find it, huh? <laughs> so what do you drive? Again, I'm blessed. What do you drive now that you're working at Ford? Um, so I, I'm, I'm in the middle of moving right now. Um, so I drive an F-Series. Um, I still have my one-of-one one 07 GT500KR okay. from when I was working with Carol. So I take that out when I can. Um, and then I take the, one of my favorite cars to drive is the – 
flat plane crank GT350. What a sound, you know, one huh? of the best You know, there's that music that yeah. a flat plane crank makes pulling torque all the way up to 8,250 RPMs Jeez. is a magical experience. Yes. And I still love driving that one. So I know Ford's going to have, and I imagine Shelby will be with them, uh, and I assume Roush as well. You guys will have a presence at uh, Woodward this year. Uh, what, what do you want to dis- uh, divulge the plans? Yeah, um, they're still looking. You know, the state of Michigan is still, um, you know, battling COVID like the rest of the country. Um, you know, so if Woodward, and we're, right now it is still scheduled to go on, and if it does go on, we will still be doing Mustang Alley at Nine Mile in Ferndale, Woodward, and you know, hope for you know more than a thousand Mustangs to show up. Um, we always do something fun. One year we did a burnout box, <laughs> so the neighbors decided that all the smoke rolling through the neighborhood wasn't a good thing. Hey, you're just keeping oh, the mosquitoes wow. down, <laughs> Jim. Um, but we'll always do something. Jim, it is a true uh, honor and pleasure to talk to you, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Let's stay in touch, and we hope to talk to you again soon. Keep uh, keep us up to date if anything comes down the pike. Absolutely. You can tell I enjoy doing this, and thank you for carrying on the hobby and the, the, the love and affection for the cars. We really appreciate it. Well, and we appreciate you. Again, thanks. Jim Owens with the Ford Motor Company and the Shelby Marketing Man, Ambassador of Goodwill. I kind of threw that in there. But he is, really. <laughs> really, and, absolutely. And we all want his job. Yeah, everybody. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Time now for This Week in Auto History. You have that, I yep. believe. And uh, Jeffy will uh, queue up the video. We're queuing. Uh, this Week in Auto History. In 1926, Grand Prix racer Jack Brabham was born in Hurstville, New Wales, South New South Wales, Australia. He was credited with having uh, run the green decade of Formula One racing between 62 and 73, where the British Formula One teams won tw- 12 world championships, all with that British racing green. You had yeah, mentioned the British oh, yeah, racing yeah. green earlier in your review. Brabham raced alongside greats like uh, Jim Clark, Jackie Stewart, Graham Hill, uh, Denny Holm, uh, and actually Jack Brabham's uh, son, Those Jeff Brabham, yeah. was also an F1 Formula One driver. In 1932... Ford Motor Company publicly unveiled the V8, the flathead eight-cylinder V8, and became a huge hit, and that was built all the way through to the 50s. Early 50s was the the Ford flathead V8 in different iterations. In 1970, AMC, the company that first introduced the compact car back in the 50s, introduced the Gremlin, America's first subcompact car. AMC was the only major independent car company to survive the 70s. Was that the first hatchback? No. No, no, no. There were others prior to that. In uh, 1993, Alan Kulicki, the 1992 uh, Winston Cup championship, passed away in a car crash near Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, Alan, uh, the son of a USAC mechanic and engine builder, Jerry Kulicki, grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, His father didn't approve of his son racing cars. But again, Alan won the NASCAR championship. And if you ever watch some of the NASCAR guys will run backwards, yeah. that is called the Polish uh, victory, victory lap. lap. Yeah. And that is all in honor of uh, Alan Kowicki. That's the way I drive. In 1996, the Museum of Modern Art in New York City placed the Jaguar E-Type in its permanent exhibit. 
uh, and one of three cars to be honored with that. In 1998, German automaker BMW bought Rolls-Royce for $570 million. Uh, and then in 2001, Big Daddy Ed Roth, uh, famous uh, artist, uh, auto builder, and cartoonist uh, who created the hot rod icon Rat Fink, and you can see it over my shoulder here, uh, and other extreme characters, he passed away at the age of 69. Uh, as a custom car builder, Roth was a key figure in Southern California's Southern California's custom culture of the hot rod movie, um, hot rod uh, era of the 60s. So, uh, and we're going to do a little bit more on uh, and Big Daddy Roth next week. And Why next week? Because I had all of this prepared for this week, and I just got a <laughs> note here that says, out at 5615. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to give that back to you, Don, trying to, trying to get, get you ahead of the game. He, he didn't finish your sentence. Well, he could. No, I don't do that. He's going to go ahead and start the next one. <laughs> so, anyhow, we're, we're, we're getting visitors here at uh, Studio A. In live studio audience. Well, that's okay. We, yep. We're always willing you're, to. You're welcome them. to come in. We'd love to have, have you. A chair right come here. on in. <laughs> got a chair. See, it's Jeff's wife, Kathy. So, so that is this week in automotive history. Well, thank you the very end. much. The end. All right. Well, we'll go with that. Um, next week, uh, we will be at Tailpipes and Tacos at a different location that we, that we normally are at. Now, the Tailpipes and Tacos event will continue uh, as it normally would out at the Katy location we are, where it's where we normally would be. Next weekend, we're going to be at what is called Loopy Number 2, which was the first expansion, and that's going to be at the Kirby Drive location next to Academy Sports and Outdoors, right there on 5969, the Southwest Freeway. We'll be there from 8 a.m. to 11 a.m., which just happens to coincide with the tailpipes and tacos hours. Strange huh. how that worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we invite you to come by, and hopefully you'll stop in and say hello, whether you've got a cruise-in car or not. Because you can come in, park your car, uh, check separate. Out, check out everything else that's and, there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a fun event. It's a family event. And uh, they'll have, well, they'll have breakfast tacos. And They're they'll also you. have Bloody Marys and uh, those, those, fu those funny little orange juice drinks. I'm, I'm, I prefer the Bloody Marys. I do, too. I prefer the tacos. Five or six of them. <laughs> tacos, that is. Yeah. So, at any rate. And All right. I'll We're be gonna, signing autographs. Nice save. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back uh, to wrap up today's events after this. The Tailpipes and Tacos monthly cruise-in has become so popular, you'll be able to attend at more locations. Enjoy fabulous Houston car culture at any of the four participating Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex restaurants. Tailpipes and Tacos will be held in Tomball at Highway 249 near 2978, Bay Area Boulevard near the Gulf Freeway in Webster, the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 in Katy, and the Kirby location off the Southwest Freeway. Tailpipes and Tacos is the place to enjoy made-to-order breakfast tacos, fresh coffee, and awesome cars. Mark your calendar for Saturday, April 17th for the next Tailpipes and Tacos at one of the four participating Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants, 8 to 11 a.m. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone is invited. See collector cars, hot rods, customs, originals, and resto mods. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in this friends and family event. Start your Saturday off right at Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and Tacos, April 17th, 8 to 11 a.m. Participating Loopies are located in Tomball, Katy, West 
University in Clear Lake, April 17th. In real time, we'll be broadcasting from the West University location on the Southwest Freeway, weather permitting. Is your business or company looking to stand out in a crowded advertising market? Looking to reach the real auto enthusiast? You found it. You're listening or watching In Wheel Time, and so are your fellow enthusiasts. The In Wheel Time Car Show now reaches half a million, and we can put together a marketing plan that will engage them in your product, business, or service. To get the tires rolling, just shoot us an email to our marketing director, Jeff Zekin. His address is jeff at inwheeltime.com. If you're in charge of your company's small, medium, or large business anywhere in the U.S., let the On Hold Company help you retain customers and promote your business on your telephone system. Promote special sales or company info when placed on hold. The On Hold Company provides custom on hold messages with professional male or female voices, licensed background music with no long term contract, no monthly recurring bill, and updates your messages as needed. Call the On Hold Company at 713 223 HOLD or go to onhold.net. Well, that's it for this episode of the It Will Time Car Show. When you're on Facebook, please give us a like, tell your friends about us, and share our junk, if you will. You'll get Conrad's unicorn hunting features, along with all things automotive, all week long. The In Will Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and on InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available on Pandora, Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, iHeart Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podcast Addict, among others. Special thanks to all of our guests today. The Inwheel Time Chief Engineer is the fabulous David Ainsley. Our Video Technical Director, Sales and Marketing Man, Mr. Jeffrey, we need more Jeff Zekin. This week's Inwheel Time Car Show is produced and directed by Chaos. For booking agent and podcast man, Mike out of this world, Mars. His royalty, King Conrad DeLong. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our next live show next Saturday, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. Central Time. Where we'll be broadcasting from a new Tailpipes and Tacos location on 59, the Southwest Freeway, between Shepherd and Kirby Drive, next to Academy. Right here on the Smoke and Mirrors Network. Goodbye for now, everybody. Goodbye.